I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This week on Feel Good Friday, spiders give you boners. Painkillers are turning us into serial killers. New weight loss drug is good for your heart. And burn victims are getting fishy. Ooh, wow. Yum. Fishy. Yum. Fishy, guys. It's the worst. Yeah, baby. We're going to be raving to this dude. Yeah, that's right. Tonight. Or tonight. 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 As you're listening to this, tonight we're raving to uh, Richard Coyne. Doing tons of blow, getting all fucked up. Lots of fucking, we're we're probably going to do it naked. Probably all going to be naked. At the Shore Club in uh, beautiful Hubbard's, Nova Scotia. Don't dox us, Taylor. Um, well, I mean, dox, that's a, it's not quite doxing. You just uh, doxed us. You just doxed our location for Speaking of painkillers, um, have you guys scrolled by that show on Netflix? I've watched part of it. Is oh, it you that, did? Is it yeah. that bummer one about uh, opioids? It's about the Sackler family. Yeah, not, not interested. Really? Yeah, no. Fuck all them. Fuck all that. I want, I want you, oh, know what I'm, you know it what I'm interested good. in? Matthew Broderick is I'm the... I'm interested uh, in a, a Netflix documentary about UFO disclosure. Of course you are. Can't, can't believe we still haven't <laughs> had one yet. Um, um, let's talk about boners in a really fascinating manner. Okay. Unless, unless, what do you got? Some fuck? Did you get I, some news about Donald Trump on your watch there? No, you I just want to fucking no, touch on. I just want to know if Brian. You know, it's it funny. We keep re- referencing that joke, but we cut it out of an episode, so it, the the joke doesn't even make sense because oh, we did cut we it cut out. Cut it out That's because funny. it was so yeah. egregious. That's okay. It can still be funny to us. It is. Was uh, it good? Um, it was, yeah, it was good. I personally didn't really like it that much. I find that if I know a story before I start watching it, it's not interesting for me. So, okay. I mean, that's why it's, it's hard for me to. Okay. That's why Brian didn't like the Barbie movie. Cause someone once told him it was good and he went, I knew too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did, it wasn't that I didn't like the Barbie movie. It's just that I liked the Barbie. Too movie, much of that feminism bullshit had, for you. I had really high <laughs> expectations. I had really high expectations going in, and uh, and I was like, huh. I I knew that okay. all of this was the storyline, so okay. it wasn't stimulating for my ADHD. That's well, here maybe this will be stimulating for your penis. Uh, <laughs> supermarket was evacuated after a spider whose bite can cause painful erections or death was spotted. It would really <laughs> suck if it was and death. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I painful mean, erections. I, Accompanied. I think. By it, death. I think. It, I think. I mean. I think it could be. I think. I people, got a bad body. It's wrapped around me. <laughs> I got to get out of this stuff. I got a bad back. I think people I think who are experiencing super painful erections might <laughs> might rather I mean, be dead. I think you're kind of on your way to possibly dying if that if that is the case. Have you guys um, ever had a painful erection? Uh, no. no, but I've had an erection where it pushed against my pants so hard that it was painful. Ouch. You know what I mean? <laughs> Have you ever had the experience? <laughs> like I've been in a position. I've been in a position where the erection was painful, but it wasn't the erection that was painful. It was right. what I was the pressing pressure, up. You're talking about that, uh, that uh, high school dance you were telling us about that you um, you did the waistband tuck? 
and then when you were dancing on those girls, you got a no. There was like, no need. Balls, no, there was no was need sore. to waistband tuck at high school dances. It was junior high dances that required the waistband tuck. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're talking about. <clears throat> so a supermarket in Austria was evacuated after a spider whose bite is capable of causing painful erections and even death was spotted. Uh, a penny shop. Austria, still fucking doing the penny shop. Penny eh? shop? What's a penny shop? What do you mean? Uh, everything is a penny. Super cheap. <laughs> um, a penny shop in Carms on Donno, a town located around 45 miles from Vienna, was remained closed Tuesday after a four-inch spider, <laughs> speaking of penises, same size as Taylor's, uh, was said to have had been seen when staffed open a box of bananas. <laughs> a lot of phallic things going on here. Uh, descriptions of the spider's coloring and size led people to believe they were dealing with a Brazilian wandering spider, also known as the banana spider. These highly venomous uh, arachnids, which actually I've, I've, we've seen, or, well, I've seen, you might have saw when we were in when we were Brazil. When we were in Brazil. I mean, there was some fucking, There's some fucking spiders. spiders. And it is something that you forget living in like the part of the world that we live in. We got, some, that, we like, got some bad boy spiders. Yeah, like shit here. like that can kill you in a lot of places in the world. Like, we got, like we've got insects black widows. and reptiles. Yeah, we and got all black those widows things. here, though. Yeah, yeah but like you don't see Black them. widows aren't really going to bite you yeah. unless you're really fucking. Like Fuck silly, um, so these high, so these the banana spiders are are no joke. Like these guys are they're 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 horrifying. They're fucking big. They're scary. I should have prepped a a, a video or a, a picture, but um, they they tend to hide in banana plants. So actually, this is super fascinating. Very commonly, even at some somewhere like Pete's, um, which is a like a fruitique a, a market here in Halifax, which is like a fruitique. Uh, Pete's, which is his fruitique, <laughs> and it's uh. called. Pete's for tea. <laughs> um, uh, people will be like unpacking shit that's been shipped in. My sister used to work at a superstore and she saw a banana spider once. Unpacking. No. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds deadly. Potentially. Uh, well, and unfortunately too, the, the gave bana- her, those bananas were fucking deadly. Yeah. Actually, you, ever had a, you ever had bananas from superstore? It gave superstore? Natasha extremely painful erections. <laughs> well, actually I'm know- actually going to get into, get into it. Possible. Yeah. What happens if, what happens if you don't have a dick? It kind of makes sense, though, like the, the science of this. You get a clit erection? We'll get into this it. This is the, the, the thing that makes sense about this already is that the spiders hide in bananas, bunches of bananas. So therefore, it's ironic. Yeah, they look they're like a penis can look like mm-hmm. a banana when it's erect. And so therefore, the spider will will yeah. gravitate towards especially it. the curvature of yours. Yeah, exactly. That's correct, right? You're on to something there, Brad. Their bites can cause extraordinary pain, obviously. Uh, hypothermia. Increased pulse. Penile erection that can last for hours. And death in some cases. Uh, by the time the fire brigade arrived at the store, the spider was nowhere to be seen. Uh, local media reported. And this is exactly, this is exactly Spider-Man, how. Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. This is exactly how Spider-Man a spider fucking got away. It bit him. Mm-hmm. Dude, how funny would it be though? If, like if that was if it, like the original Spider-Man was like because it was so common, like spider bites cause big erections. That like as a part of the the canon of Spider-Man, it was like he got bit, his dick got real hard, but also and the spandex of his also, pants were also were, all, were just pulled. <laughs> he was able to splooge out of his wrist. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen the early drawings of Spider-Man, but I feel like that was true. Did you do you guys remember? He did, like, have, a, he did have a package. Like, he looked like he was wearing a cup. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, in a statement, the, uh, re 
Ryu Retail Group, which operates the Penny Store. Brian said, and I were just on on standby there to say Reuters. <laughs> uh, comprehensive cleaning and dis- disinfection measures were underway before the outlet reopened. I don't know what the disinfect. It's like, what are you disinfecting? It's you know, it's not. It's not a dirty spy. I mean, I guess it is a dirty spy if it's giving you a big old boner, you know what I mean? <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> Mr. Bergen, do you have a massive erection? <laughs> really? He was bitten by a spider, turns out. Yes, <laughs> I do. Um, I'm sorry. It's the, it's the pleats. <laughs> uh, in a 2007 interview, a researcher, uh, Ramulo Lietti, told Live Science that the erection is a side effect that everybody who gets stung by the spider will experience, along with pain and discomfort. Uh, adding, we're hoping eventually this will end up in the development of real drugs for the treatment of erectile dysfunction. Huh. So, so the, the powers that exist within the banana spider could are literally being looked into to be used because they are far more effective than Viagra. That totally makes sense, though. Right? Wild. You have I mean, this thing wild, wild that's thought. naturally occurring that's creating erections. It's like, how can you harness the power? Sure. Yeah. Have Makes you guys sense. ever had a painful erection? No. Or an uncomfortable? You, you, you asked this about um, about 30 seconds ago. No, I did. And, um, and I did because I was just curious. I would, like, I, ha- I have. I know. So you want to tell us about one that you had then? Well, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just wondering. I can't. I'm, I'm surprised that you've never experienced it before. Because especially if you've had sex well, I'm curious that I'm curious about whether that's just something that I've experienced where like, especially when Kyle and I were trying to have a baby before we did IVF and we were having sex all the time, a lot, like days on end with no break. Uh, semen is, <laughs> yep. is another kind of milk. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and by the end of this, this fucking stretch, I would literally like it would it would hurt you would it would, get be, a boner it would hurt like it, to have a to have a boner yeah, would hurt. But you mean like do you mean like there was like a pain in like the it's like penis un- muscle it's like, like it was yes. like in the core uh, of it feels, the penis. It feels tired. Organ it's not like it, it was, feels used and strained. Right. Not like not like um like friction from No, 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 no. Like no, like emotion. inside. Emotionally it feels used? <laughs> I mean <laughs> I mean I I guess it's strained? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yes, it's emotionally a and physically. Penis. It's a penis. I was stre- my my pee was stressing, <laughs> and it was uncom- It's very uncomfortable. Right. Well, in two thousand, in, in two thousand, <laughs> wait, what's doms again? Delayed onset muscle soreness. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a couple yeah. days after it's been wor- like no, it's, no rest. It's, that's right. No, it's just dues. It's delayed onset organ soreness. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. It's from my, yeah. my weenie. Um, in two thousand nineteen, scientists at the Federal University of Minas. Garius, uh, said the chemicals in its bite could lead to a treatment more effective than, than Viagra after they included them in a gel, which led to prolonged erections in a study of mice and rats. Apparently mice and rats get erections too. Uh, they found that the gel led to a swelling of the penis lasting about six minutes when applied topically. So you literally take this spider venom and you just get, you slip it on, oh. slide it onto your, on your hoo-ha there and... <laughs> And then the next thing you know, you got a, a 60 minute boner. Now, so what this is called, and we've covered this on the show before, a priapism. Uh, priapism is a condition in which the penis remains erect for hours in the absence of stimulation or after stimulation has occurred. And, or sorry, a- after it's ended. Uh, there are three types of priapism um, ischemic, 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 low flow, non ischemic, which is high flow, and recurrent ischemic, which is intermittent. 
Most cases are ischemic, which would be low flow. Ischemic priapism is generally painful, while non-ischemic priapism is not. So if you have a low flow priapism, it's ouchy. If you don't, it's it's. So uh, you want a, you want a. High you're hoping flow. for that high flow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the ischemic priapism, uh, most of the penis is hard. However, the glands penis is not. In non-ischemic prism, priapism, the entire penis is only somewhat hard. Very rarely, very rarely, clitoral priapism occurs in women. Hmm. Now, here's the, in, here's the little lowdown on low-flow priapism. Rare but possible. Rare but possible. So, cause of low-flow priapism include... This is fucking... Fa- I didn't know this. Uh, I, I, after we spoke about priapism, like, you know, a couple months ago, um, sickle cell anemia, you can get a priapism. Hmm. Leukemia, you can get a priapism. Uh, thalass- thalassemia. Multiple myeloma. We literally recorded an episode on multiple myeloma yesterday. Um, and, of course, the, the use of various drugs as well as cancers. Uh, a genome-wide association study on Brazil, Brazilian patients with sickle cell disease identified four single nucleotide polymorphisms, polymorphisms in LINC02537 and NAALADL2 significantly no. associated with priapism. Not, to be, the fuck not to be too critical about that study, but saying that it was uh, Brazilian male subjects and we know that this spider is from Brazil, you know, I'm not sure if it was the sickle cell in those patients that was leading to the priapism or just a bad bite. I think, I just think, I think Brazil is just full of boners. Um, other conditions such as Fabry's disease or Fabry's disease, which I think we, we, we did. We did yeah. yeah. We just we had, recently, uh, Fabry. Right? It was, uh, I don't think it was that recent. Uh, Michael but. or Michelle. That's right. Oh, that's right. That yes, yeah. that's right. Yes, from uh, Montreal. Right, yeah. right, right, right. As well as neurological disorders such as spinal cord lesions and spinal cord trauma. So again, I, which that I knew, uh, people who often t- have been hanged, um, they typically will end up with a priapism. Mm-hmm. Uh, priapisms can also be caused by reaction to medication. Um, but as we go down the list here, uh, priapism is also known to occur from bites from the Brazilian wandering spider. And that includes a low flow priapism, which means it's an ouchy boner. The more, you know, the more, you know, I don't want an ouchy boner. No. So, uh, super interesting stuff. And, uh, and sounds to all the Austrians out there. Sounds like it's just honestly, good luck to all the fucking fruitique workers out there. Yeah. Sounds like it's just best to stay away from spiders. Yeah, I mean, as best well, as you can. Thanks for uh, reminding me. I actually prepped this video. So, spiders. Dude. How did they work? I, yeah, I mean, honestly, though. So, like, the other night I got, I was, I was pretty stoned. And, uh, and I watched this video on the anatomy of spiders. I don't know how it just ended up on my feet. I just get random shit sometimes <laughs> pops on my feet. So, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this. Awesome to watch when you're baked as shit. Dude, you've um, been going down some... YouTube rabbit holes, dude, eh? Every night, weird ones. They're great. It's, I'm, having a, I'm having a blast at home. Um, but dude, the, the intricacies of the inner workings of a spider, not to make this about aliens, but you want to talk about fucking alien? This shit is straight out of a fucking, like, hardcore sci-fi film. It is mind-blowing how that creature exists just just the way that it's like internal structure is is fucking crazy this is the thing that i've always thought about aliens though they're they're so they're here uh, it's so unlikely that they will look 
be humanoid, and it's way more likely that they'll that look, look like, like some something sort of bug. Totally, thing. yeah, but yeah, it's. I mean, Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers is a perfect example. Check out this video uh, that uh, that I watched the other night, and uh, this is kind of cut together. I just kind of like skipped forward to the spots that are relevant and kind of cool. Um, so there are there's a bunch of stuff missing here, but so this is the anatomy of spiders. Shout out to Oliver End who made this. Um, so. Eight eyes. Okay, kind of crazy. They've got amazing vision. Check out the fucking brain. And now this is the heart. Whoa. How crazy is that? The oh. heart goes along the entire fucking bulbous body. Of it the... looks like a worm, yeah. sort of. And this is cool here. I mean, it's also just crazy to think that spiders have sperm and ovaries, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, that's not that. But it is, though. It is, it is crazy to think about. Like, that, like this, is the, this part's fucked. Spiders are donuts, just like us. <clears throat> this part here. Dude. Whoa. Whoa! Isn't that fucking crazy? Well, they have insect smoothies. <clears throat> yeah. Whoa. And then they just poop it out. Okay, this part blew my mind, too. So, spider silk. Watch this right here. I did not know this. What? One square centimeter. Mm. Uh, I saw a uh, Veritasium. Veritasium did a video maybe like a year, year and a half ago on, on um, like the, the trying to like create materials that are that replicate uh, it might have been using might have spider silk been, yeah right um but it was like it, it was i think it was for space related stuff so that right. you could get this like crazy lightweight material that was insanely yeah um tough it must be so hard to like find a way to try to harvest spider web or silk i mean i don't know i would i would think we're at a point in time where we could like s- synthetically create it yeah you know i guess like i don't know like wouldn't we I don't know, man. I don't know how the fuck. Like the fact that we know that their heart. You imagine know, be the guy that's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a spider I'm autopsy. Do a spider autopsy. Guys, yeah. The fact that we're talking into these microphones and somebody's listening to it out there—that's just that. <laughs> that is just, just that. that in and of itself. <laughs> Holy that's shit, dude! Not, how high are all of us? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Not to mention the TikTok video that came out uh, in 2017, covered by the New York Times, uh, <laughs> that David Commander David Fravor actually uh, went after. So. So you never know. Uh, you never know. Let's move on to our psychology, our, our, our weak, brittle, fucking just so, so easy to manipulate psychology, specifically the psychology of pain relievers. Ouchie. 
A lot of, a lot of <laughs> fucking notifications going off in here. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Acetaminophen. Acetaminophen is one of the most commonly used drugs globally, uh, also known as Tylenol. Mm-hmm. Uh, it offers quick relief from mild pain as, and is readily available over the counter. Although the medical community considers acetaminophen to be a relatively safe and useful drug, a recent study asks whether it may or might have an unexpected effect on the population at large. This is really, really, really interesting. You know, it's crazy. Uh, just uh, this is a, like a note to us to cover this next week. But speaking of Tylenol, um, I just saw a study about Benadryl that uh, shows that there's an increase in uh, likelihood to t- develop dementia later in life if you use Benadryl regular regularly. You guys know I struggle with that word. Mm-hmm. Um, but it recommended using other things like Claritin. Instead, there was a few other different newer sounds uh, like a, antihistamines. A real sneaky little ad. There, I'm just saying we we should cover it next week. And this is like a note to remind <coughs> us okay. to do that. But also a PSA because if you're using Benadryl now, don't use it this week until we tell you reasons why. Right. Yeah, next just wait week until next week. Yeah. Wait until really we come out with. Wait until we provide you facts. with super conclusive scientific okay. evidence on Benadryl. One week from today. That's what, we're, that's what we're here for. So researchers from Ohio <laughs> University in Athens were, are, are examining its effects on our ability to empath, empathize with others. So here's a, this is, so this what? is super fucking yeah. crazy. Uh, lead author Dominic Miskowitz, Mis, Miskowitz, Miskowski, Miskowski, <laughs> uh, has been interested in this unusual topic for some time. Although the idea that a popular analgesic might have a psychological <laughs> effect seems surprising, Mishkowski is not the only person to have investigated it. For instance, a 2010 paper trusted source concluded that acetaminophen reduced neural, response, neural responses to social rejection. So in other words, it appeared to reduce psychological pain. So not only is it preventing you from, you know, getting that headache that's physically hurting you. Someone comes up to you and goes, you're a wanker. You're going to go, no, I'm not. You know what? (laughs) Try again. (laughs) Not today, Jesus. (laughs) Um, A study trusted source from 2015 concluded that acetaminophen blunted evaluative and emotional processing. While a more recent study involved people with borderline personality disorder found that acetaminophen increased their levels of trust. That's like how much? Well, so again, let, let's, let me get through this. So Mishkowski per, uh, published the findings of a study in 2016 in medical news today. Uh, um, in the paper, the researchers explained how acetaminophen seemed to reduce per- participants ability to empathize with those undergoing physical and emotional suffering. So it is lit. It, it, they are they're noticing how it's literally like nerfing our ability to empathize, which is why I'm I read this and immediately I was like, Taylor must just be on a diet of fucking smoothies, <laughs> egg boiled eggs, and acetaminophen. <laughs> There's something going on. Like Kyle is just like slipping acetaminophen into his disgusting yeah. boil hard boiled eggs that he eats at the studio every fucking day. <laughs> Um, in this latest study, Miskowski wanted to expand on his previous work, and specifically, he set out with his colleagues to explore whether acetaminophen might also reduce someone's ability to experience positive empathy. Sounds to investigate, right. the researchers recruited, and, and now again, this is this is a small study, right? So, 114 participants, 
They gave half the group 1,000 milligrams of acetaminophen while the other half received an inert placebo. The study was double-blind, meaning that neither the researchers nor the participants knew what they were receiving, uh, the active drug or the placebo. One hour later, the team asked participants to read short passages about people having positive, uplifting experience. <laughs> the researchers measured how the positive, how positive the, the participants perceived the events to be and how positive they thought they were for the individuals in the narrative. Once the scientists had completed their analysis, the results confirmed their expectations. Quote, acetaminophen reduced positive empathy. When reading scenarios about various protagonists having pleasurable experiences, participants under the influence of acetaminophen experienced less empathetic effect compared to the participants who had consumed a psychologically inert placebo. So not only is it like preventing you from feeling empathy when someone is going through a hard time, it's also seemingly, to the, according to the study, having an effect on the empathy you feel for someone who is succeeding or, or, or like having a, a positive time. Mm -hmm. Kind of just <clears throat> numbing your overall emotions. Yeah, <clears throat> totally. Right. Numbing your, numbing your, numbing you to physical pain, but also numbing you mm. psychologically. I wonder, which is so but, fucking, but does it wild. say how significant the difference was? <clears throat> it's also a very high dose of, uh, yeah. How much is a thousand milligrams? Like, 500, 500 milligrams is an extra strength pill and a regular strength pill is 200 milligrams. So it's essentially two extra strength. Yeah. And everybody that took strength, place yeah. in the study who was on the acetaminophen, all of their livers failed the next day. <laughs> um, uh, Does it say anything about the difference, though? In like, like, was there some sort of scoring mechanism that they used to evaluate how empathetic the person was feeling? Because it just says like I there mean, was a significant yeah. difference. I mean, this is a this is a very small. So, so although yeah. these findings contribute to a growing body of similar research, most of the studies are small scale and generally involve fewer than hundred participants. So. Um, although interest is growing, it's not yet possible to gauge the size of acetaminophen's effect on empathy. It just, it, if, yeah. it, if it does exist. I mean, it's an interesting, uh, it's, it's definitely an interesting lane to go down because, you know, we've, when you think about, um, when you think about the things, some of the, some of the things that we have in our lives that in the time frame of our lives have just been, they've always been there. So like, there is no, there is no <clears throat> difference or there is no, um, we have no reference point. Um, because they've just always been there. But, you know, if you go back, um, you know, if you go back a hundred years or 200 years, you obviously see like fluctuations in terms of like lots of fluctuations in terms of like how society treats each other. And then like, there's also a bunch of confounding factors, like the influence of maybe like religion or, you know, tighter minute communities because of religion maybe, or something like that. So there's a lot of these factors that change society over time that would change <clears throat> the way an outside observer would view um, the world sort of operating and it, and I think that are you saying that the polarization of society is rooted in how much Tylenol we're taking? No, I'm saying that it's an interesting thing to go to an interesting thread to pull because it could be one of the many influences that are that are adding to that. Because I think that if you could if you could zoom out and you know sort of um, um, sort of buffer through the timeline of of the last couple hundred years, you'd probably see. Uh, society and the way that we feel about each other change in, in, in a pretty dr dramatic way and some, some in good ways and some in bad ways. And so you'd want to be able to go, well, what, 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 why did that happen? Mm. You know, what are the, what are the reasons for that? Um, and I would assume that the reasons are <clears throat> many fold mm -hmm. um, and maybe Tylenol 
being something that's been with us now for, I would imagine, probably 100 years <clears throat> or so. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that they, the, the way that they capped off the, this, this entire article is that it, it may be that this effect is small or that the drug only affects some people. But due to the widespread use of this pain reliever, even a small effect could be right. heavily significant. Yeah. Which I think is a really good point. Um, and again, maybe it, maybe, it, maybe it is the reason. Relax. I just want to take some pictures. Some people end up the way they are. You know? Is that uh, Norman Bates? Uh, no, that was uh, actually that was recorded on my phone of you <laughs> when you drugged me and took all my clothes off and uh, and drilled a hole into my skull. <laughs> tried to turn me into your sex slave. Uh, that's Jeffrey Dahmer. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Um... Let's move on. Speaking of drugs, let's talk about. Not really, though, uh, but something kind of similar. So uh, there's a new weight loss drug um, that isn't Ozempic. Oh, Wigovi. Yeah, it's called. Yeah, Wigovi. 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 That's a fucking awful. Isn't that the place in Strava that you uh, go biking? (laughs) You got to mix it up. Not Strava. um... Called Watopia. In yeah. Zwift. In Zwift, yeah. <laughs> you can go biking in Wakanda in, in Zwift? <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah. Cool. It's kind of it's like a Wakanda-esque kind of spot. Yeah, forever. What, what Toby, yeah. <laughs> um, a clinical trial was the first to demonstrate that a new obesity drug could also improve patients' heart health. Kind of interesting. So uh, a new obesity drug named Wigovi uh, has shown promising results in a large clini- clinical trial, reducing the risk of serious heart problems by 20%. So this breakthrough finding challenges the conventional perception of weight loss drugs as mere cosmetic treatments and could potentially push insurance company, companies to cover these medications. Uh, the trial is significant as it is the first to demonstrate that a new class of obesity drugs can have lasting positive effects on heart health, particularly for overweight individuals without diabetes. With ob- uh, obesity affecting a, a substantial portion of the adult population in the U.S. Uh, and contributing to su- uh, significant healthcare costs, these new treatments have the potential to address a major health issue. Mm-hmm. The study conducted by Wigovi's manufacturer, Novo Nord- Nordisk. God, that sounds like a video game company. Novo Nordisk? Yeah, it sounds mm. like a computer company. I used to run uh, events for them in Dubai a lot. Sweet. Novo Nordisk. Um, they have a cool, like, bull-looking <clears throat> logo. So the study, the study was... Wow. Dude, the study was oh, huge. Wow. 18,000 <clears throat> adults who had uh, previous cardiovascular disease and followed them for up to five years. The trial bolstered the, new tr- uh, the notion that obesity drugs can offer both long-term health benefits and weight loss. This challenges the argument that such drugs are solely focused on vanity and have little impact on underlying health. The trial's results could lead to increased insurance coverage for Wigovi, particularly for patients with existing heart disease, and the potential reduction in heart attacks and strokes could not only improve the quality of life for many, 
Americans, but also lead to ec- economic benefits by reducing productivity loss and spending mm. on, on less effective obesity treatments. I was thinking that this study probably um, shows a lot of promise for helping to combat some of the stigma that mm. these drugs um, you know, come with. So like Ozempic, mm. for example, we've talked about um, you know, the stigma that people face around using it as a weight loss drug and you know, the, the, the things that people will think about somebody using that um, but like, you know, having a, another associated health benefit. What is I the think- stigma there? Can, like, is it like, cause I don't think I actually had this conversation with you guys. I don't know so- if it, I mean, I, I know what you mean, but the, the amount of people. That- cause Ozempic is again, I, I, I'm not super up on, I, I, There's a I, lot I know of like the around. memification of, of Ozempic where it's like Brad Pitt's probably on Ozempic. Look at his, look at his suck so in people, face. Like that bullshit. So, I mean, I'm like, not- like a lot of, um, people who, are using, um, you know, weight loss remedies and, and, and pills and things, they will oftentimes face stigma from people who say like, oh, that person is, you know, just work out or eat better. You're trying to cheat or take shortcuts or, or do things like that. And so, you know, when they use drugs like this to assist with that, um, people can oftentimes look down on those people and think that like, they just don't, they're just not strong enough or don't have enough willpower to like, right do it on their own. Right. Um, yeah. And I which think, is, you know, like obviously misguided and, and very ignorant, but, but there's a lot of people that think that way. And so, right. yeah. you know, having, being able to take a drug that, you know, has other associated benefits like, you know, improving heart health. Right. Um, then I think we'll, we'll probably not, not help combat the stigma, but help maybe people avoid some of the shame around taking medication right. like that. Was there a whole thing I, about Ozempic though, that there was like, there was almost a shortage because like, in the U.S., like di- diabetics were like, "We need this," and then other people were like, "Not oh, in, I, not I in Canada." It. Like uh, Laura Siren from uh, CEO of Diabetes Canada was when we spoke to her, yeah. uh, was like very um, reassuring that that's not a situation that is happening here oh, in okay. Canada, right. but it is happening and has happened in the states. Right. Well, we have gone down a like a a a one hundred seventy five to a hundred year road. Um, in Western society that has ultimately led to a gigantic amount of people being obese. And that right. has a lot of, that has a lot of bad health outcomes associated with it. Heart disease. Hot take. Heart, Canceled. Canceled this disease, guy right here. Heart, heart disease, cardiovascular disease is by far the number one killer of all people everywhere on the planet. And so unless we want, to, unless we think that we can go back, like to your point, Brian, like to these people that might think something frankly fucking stupid like that is that we have created a we have created a structure of society that has that has in a lot of ways created a lot of lifestyles that end up with people being obese and i don't think we're going to reverse that i don't think we're going to reverse that anytime soon it's definitely not something that's going to be that that you know michelle obama is going to figure out you know during her uh, during her time as first lady it's just not going to happen and so to not embrace something that has a reduction of the thing obesity that is the number one cause of heart disease the thing that kills the most people on earth is insane like bl- like blank statement if if we think that it's stupid to take a drug for something that is killing the most people on the planet, that would be like saying people who get cancer should just 
think really hard about getting rid of it. Totally. And yeah. work harder at their diet or at their exercise or whatever. But but to the and to and just to just to go down the road a little bit further about about heart disease in general, is that there there is a stigma around heart disease that it is only an obesity thing. And it's not. It, it's a, definitely a big influence on heart disease, but there is there is a um there basically we all have a capacity to store fat on the outside of our on, on our outside of our on our like skin on like a I can't remember what it's called it's like it's called like peripheral or um like surface fat or something like that okay so if you are you might be somebody who can who can store a lot of fat on the outside of their body okay and someone like that you'll see them get bigger and bigger and bigger and they have the capacity to store a lot of fat outside their body so you end up seeing it some people have a very small capacity to store fat on the outside of their body, but they will continue to store it on their organs. That's probably like me. And, and that's called uh, visceral fat. Skinny fat. Okay. And then, and that these, this is, these are like, that is actually more of a problem. It's, it's actually a bigger problem amongst people. Heart disease can be a bigger problem amongst people that you might not necessarily look at and say, oh, you have, you're obese or you have all this fat. They are storing fat on, the, on their organs, which is much worse Ooh. than fat that's stored outside your body. You can store a ton of fat on the outside of your body, and it's relatively harmless. harmless. When fat gets, starts to get stored on your organs, it's really, really bad. So are mm -hmm. drugs like this, like um, <clears throat> Wagovi and like Ozempic, like are they, are they targeting that kind of fat too? Like, like internal organ based fat? Yeah. So, I mean, essentially, <clears throat> essentially think of it like a, like a cup that's filled. Everybody is going to develop fat on their organs if they continue to deposit fat faster than they are like using it up as like yeah, a yeah, fuel source a fuel, with like yeah. exercise or whatever. Okay. Like, so exercise like is obviously very those, important. Those charger burgers. <clears throat> yeah. If you eat a lot of those charger burgers, you're going to start storing fat faster than you're getting rid of it, right. faster than you're using it. So, Essentially, everybody's cup is a different size. Once you get to the, and, and think of the cup as the amount of fat that you can store on the outside of your body. It's the fat that is really not, it's not doing, it's not causing much harm at all, if, if any. But as soon as you fill that cup up, then you start depositing fat mm. elsewhere mm -hmm. on your intestines and on your pancreas mm. and on your liver and on your heart. And that starts to be really really bad that starts to cause inflammation because mm -hmm. you're not getting proper blood flow to the organs inflammation causes a whole bunch of downstream problems you end up with heart disease heart failure so it's about um there i can't remember what the studies were and they were there all, all the big drug companies are making a drug like this eli Lilly, um novo nordisk um like all the big ones are are, are trying to come up with this because they're like from the financial side of this these are being looked at as the as the potential to be the most profitable pharmaceutical drugs ever made in the history of pharmaceuticals. So they are everyone's trying to make something like this. And I can't remember what one was, but the most successful one, um, and I believe it was via an injection, not a pill, like a like a thigh like a sub-Q thigh or stomach injection or something like that, was a 25% weight reduction in the study that they made and I, and they ranged at that was the high end. I think the low end was like 12%, but they're like, they're, you're getting, you're, 
you're getting weight reduction and that weight reduction is is as i understand it a, f- a fat reduction right. and it's pretty it's pretty gigantic to to come back to the stigma piece and the uh the the thing that i was talking about like if you imagine a there was an adhd medication that also had the benefit of like you know building boner, muscle boner pills yeah or being a boner pill or something yeah, like yeah. that and somebody was like oh like i'm i'm a little bit you know, cautious. I, I, I don't necessarily, I'm not, I'm unsure if I want to take this ADHD medication, but like also I'd like to have raging boners. Yeah. Then they might be a little bit more open to taking that, which is just like an overall net benefit on the amount of people who would probably start taking that medication. Yeah. I think there's a, I think there is a, I think the, the risk in all of this is that it is such a hot topic and there is a, it's it it's in in pharmaceuticals it's akin to the ai race in tech companies mm. it's like the first one to the top of the mountain with the best drug is going to win and so i think an environment like that could not will but could you know who knows what corners can be cut and blah 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 blah, blah. <clears throat> like it's it's a you know it, it's mm. there there's something there's there's things out there to be to be weary of um and you know time will tell well, there's like the um you know the this some of the uh what initial studies that are coming out about ozempic that shows that some people will have like negative mental health outcomes mm-hmm. um, yeah. or side effects because of it um not to say that that is something that's happening but but that that is a potential thing that could happen to some of these drugs is that they have an un- unintended um side effect that you know ends up being yeah. really but the but the the bottom line of all this is that at least potentially this could be something that makes a gigantic portion of the population uh more healthy Mm. like a a gigantic portion of the population like 60 percent of the u.s sounds like a shortcut to me um (laughs) let's talk about fish skin Weird. okay <laughs> that's heads, fish heads roly fish heads fish you guys this song fish, is that alvin and the chipmunks no it's not <laughs> i do not know this but you don't know this song no um this was a this was a cult classic when i was a kid this song this was a legit song that like some weird like punk band put out and the music video would play on much music and it is the fu- it is it is one of the fucking weirdest songs. Like in the morning, laughing happy. I, rem- I, I remember, remember this, this song. The, dude, the music video song, makes you feel I, I fucking ill. I can't did you ever, uh, as a, as a, uh, as a noof, did you ever, did you ever, what bite- fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> did you ever bite the heads off of a uh, fish? Say the fucking, what? Did you ever bite the heads <laughs> off fish? Wow, you almost went there. Um, no, I don't. I'm not a big. I'm not a huge fan of Newfoundlanders. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a fan of fish heads. Um, so, the, so okay. So we we're working on a separate project that uh, hasn't been announced yet, but it has to do with life sciences, and it's another podcast, and it's uh, it's it's pretty cool, and it's cool because we're I I feel like we're learning a bunch of really neat stuff from doing this project. Super neat, stuff. super cool. And we were having this conversation yesterday with a with a guest who's going to be featured on one of the episodes, and we were talking about um we were talking about nutrients, um specifically like nutrients that we receive from um the animals that we pull out of the ocean, uh and 
in that conversation, we were made aware of something that I, I did not know anything about. And it had to, has to do with the fact that fish skin is being used to treat some burn victims. So doctors are now using fish skin, an unexpected marine material, as a treatment for severe burns, departing from traditional cold com compress approaches. This innovative treatment is aimed at offering a more cost-effective and improved solution while also alleviating pain for burn victims. So it's apparently like super effective on all fucking aspects of what it is that they're trying to do. Um, researchers worldwide have been exploring the potential of fish, fish skin to aid in burn recovery with a focus on determining the ideal species for this purpose. Kerasis, an Icelandic biotechnology company, believed it has found the answer by utilizing skin from Atlantic cod. Shout out, big shout out to Atlantic cod. We're big Atlantic cod fans over here because um, that's our fish. That's our boy. <laughs> it is. But, <laughs> yeah, really rooting for the home team over here. I went fucking I went, cod, uh, baby. I went deep sea fishing once and caught a cod. Now, if you'd so burnt cool. your face all up, you could have put that cod all over your face mm, and it probably would have fixed it. Another thing that we learned about cod yesterday is that if you want their EPA and their DHA is it's in their liver. It's in their the liver. And so it's you, not in their skin. And you their don't meat. really get it That's that right. much from eating them. You got to yeah. take that cod liver oil pill. So notably, Kerasis Omega-3 Surgibind, TM, um, has received FDA approval, making it sig uh, a significant milestone in this form of treatment. The procedure involves grafting the skin, the fish skin, onto burn wounds no. or damaged human skin. Over time, healthy human cells migrate across the fish skin, promoting healing beneath it. The process begins with a doctor receiving the sterilized fish skin packaging. Dead tissue around the wound is removed, making it red and bleeding. The fish skin is then placed within the wound, covered with a wound dressing. Healthy cells from the wound's edges gradually infiltrate the fish skin, converting it into human skin. Whoa. No. Which is... With scales? Wow. No, no. Obviously not. Well, yeah. So you end up, lo you end up looking like this. This is, this is what it looks like when it's Whoa. on you. Oh, Actually, wow, those that are is scales. Really, well, yeah. Like, I, I mean, mean, it that, hasn't grown over yet. But no, yeah, but no, it, it won't grow over. This is, you just end up looking like the guy from uh, that, that beautiful movie that Guillermo del Toro did about the uh, love story. I never saw that. That's people. not real. That's actually like that? Really? It's fucking incredible. The Way of Water? The, yeah. No. Uh, uh, it's, yeah, it's something, um, uh, it's something like that. No, that's the Avatar movie. It's, uh, it's something like that. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait, but I mean, I don't think so. That this is, I'm, I'm actually joking. You, you, no, so yeah. your, your skin does return to, well, I, you know what? I, I mean, I'm not going to say that. You, you, you probably look fucking scarred. Like, it's not well, going to, sure, yeah. it's not going to like fix your skin, but your skin grows kind of over and through this, that, removing the need to take that off. I was joking about That's the crazy. scales, but like, that is, well, because obviously I mean, the fish looks skin has sick, scales. though. Like, look at the, yeah. look at the scales on this one. This looks like a sick, like fucking it's like iridescent tattoo. Yeah, it looks yeah, like yeah. a it's cool like, yeah. tattoo. Yeah, kind of like oily sweet. looking. Like yeah. very, um, so, very, very sweet. So um, uh, Karasis sources fish skin from Atlantic cod in Isafjordur. Is is Isafjordur. Do you know where it's that fjord. is, Brian? Iceland. Oh. Um, it's not fjord. Um, it's Isafjordur. Yeah, yeah, Brian, shut the fuck it's up. It's a fjorder. It's that. 
um, I-S-A-F-J-O-R-D-U-R, all one word. So definitely Fjord is in there. There's definitely a Fjord it's in Fjord. there. Is Fjorder. Yeah, Brian's been. Brian's. Uh, I've been to Norway. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Brian loves. Brian there. loves bragging about where he's been in the world, right? <laughs> Wait, when was the last time I said anything about where the fuck I've been? <laughs> fucking every time you open your fucking mouth, dude. <laughs> I thought you were actually this, saying that. This guy here is like, I'm like, oh, 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 you traveled? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I never, no never surprise. All righty. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they use byproducts from the fishing. And this is another interesting thing that we were talking about in our conversation for this podcast yesterday is that fishing industries are, are actually like very, very um, skilled at using all of the byproducts that they, that they come across in their industry. So, so um, fishing industries will take the, 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 the skin of fish that they're not going to use and it's being repurposed for this exact thing. The skin's strength, pliability, and tear resistance make it a versatile material. It only requires brief rehydration with saline prior to use. Burns can cause varying degrees of damage in the skins uh, to the skin's layers. First degree affects the epidermis. Secondary, second degree involves the dermis. And the third degree reaches the subcutis, uh, potentially damaging deeper tissue. Karis's fish skin treatment has shown promise in reducing wound surface area, relieving patient pain and expediting healing as demonstrated by a pilot study at Atrium Health Pineville. And uh, we'll just pause here while these guys finish texting their partners. I'm with you. And uh, <laughs> I'm not texting. I wanted What's to... Maddie saying, Brian? Let's, oh. <laughs> uh, let's take a look here. I'm not texting. I so, wanted to find out what the healed burn looks like. And I found it. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, you should insert this into the video. I will actually, because this this is. I'm um, not texting. The honest to God, that looks. That just looks like he needs a little tan. Yeah, that doesn't look bad at all. Right, it looks pretty good. Well, I wonder. I wonder, like, what the degree of burn that was. Probably better than. Oh, what a miraculous photo that is! That's right? crazy. Yeah, I know. I looked that up. Good thing wow. he was looking it up. What were you doing? What did Kyla say? <laughs> I was uh, making sure that I got the words right on uh, visceral fat and subcutaneous fat, and I and I did so. It's all. Good. <clears throat> um, the treatment's potential extends beyond burns to include diabetic skin wounds, skin trauma, and other forms of skin damage. So this isn't just this isn't just wow. if you burn yourself. This is, I mean, this kind of like covers the gamut of skin trauma. Crazy um, fish skin. Fish skin grafts also reduce the risk of autoimmune reactions or disease transmission as they lack, um, as they lack fish cells and DNA. Unlike grafts from animals or cadaver donors, the human body does not recognize fish skin as foreign, avoiding such complications. That's fucking so crazy. So you would get, you, you could get skin from another human to try to graft on and your body might go, mm -mm, this is, this is no bueno, too foreign. We're going to attack it. Whereas but, the human doesn't recognize fish skin as foreign. That's weird. That's there weird. you go. Yeah. Man, the world. Who How did we know that? that out? Yeah. I mean, just the fact that we're sitting here talking into these microphones. <laughs> just mind-blowing. Um, <clears throat> uh, what do you think's harder, figuring out <laughs> microphone technology or figuring out that fish skin you know, works well on burns. They're equally fucking it's crazy. This is another little interesting factoid here. There's a lot of studies exploring the effectiveness of tilapia skin for burns. 
Not as um, effective. But Karasis focuses on Atlantic cod due to the cold water uh, fish's reduced viral disease transfer risk to humans. Mm. Interesting. Cold water fish, just like they've got miraculous. it going on. They got it going on. And now, and now, with spoiler alert: global warming. Cold water is important. Cold water <laughs> is uh, not going to be a thing anymore. So, uh, yeah, so yeah. Might, might, we might want to be looking into the potential for the skin grafting thing of utilizing the skin of the NHIs that have been that have been uh, revealed to be real. Um, apparently they're actually not, they're not little gray aliens. Those are skin suits that they wear to protect their skin. Right. Um, so maybe the, From the you know, burns of the oxygen rich atmosphere. No, actually it, it, well, well, um, it actually has to, well, yeah, yeah, that's actually, that's actually, that's actually, um, oh, man, and they don't poop or pee at a, at a buttholes uh, or penises. They actually secrete their, their excretions through their skin, which is why you never want to touch one. If you get right. close to an alien. Uh, You can touch its gray suit, but don't touch its real skin. Wait, but if they're secreting it through their skin in their gray suit, is that... I think the suit has some sort of mechanism that... um, Mm. That cleans? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it, it, puts it, so out, it puts it out into the world. No, it's, it puts out into the it, out into the the world, which is why they smell like um they smell like ammonia. Is so that Taylor, actually why we have global warming? Taylor, are you an alien? Because you're definitely omitting. There's some definitely sort some of sort of secretion going on through that, through that through out of straight out of your skin, dude. Brian, I am if, you know, I, if I'm doing I, anything, that, I'm emitting, not omitting. That <laughs> would be that would explain a lot. Taylor just pissing and shitting out of his pores. Yeah. That would explain. That would explain the like. I already told you guys how annoyed aura. I am by the by the fact that I have to go to the bathroom to urinate. So you guys know that I'm not an alien. Yeah, but I think that might be just a, <clears throat> that's my cover story. Us. Yeah. Um, well, that was what the health. Uh, so fish skin. If you get a burn, fish it up. Go fishing. Um. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this episode, folks. And uh, that's all we got for you this week. And if you want to support the podcast, leave a rating and a review on all the places that they allow you to do that. Is most and uh, and I don't know about I don't know about uh, pod pod uh, pod Podbean. What was it? What was that? What was the what was the one that uh, someone we had someone from India listening? And they were like, oh, I listened to you on on like like it was like pot pot a buy or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> it's cool. Leave a rating. They're like, that doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, well. Well, thanks for thanks for the listen. Um, And if you want to support the podcast further, you can uh, come over to Discord. Actually, interestingly enough, Ian Hawkins of this week's Monday episode, Ian Hawkins rise again, popped over to the Discord, and he is uh, having nice little chats with uh, with our patrons and our Discord members. So you can pop on over there. Link is in most of the show notes. Give it a click. Come have a chat. There's actually quite a few past guests. Yeah, there are. On Discord, they 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 seemingly just like pop up after a Monday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And if you want to be a guest on the show, go to sickboypodcast.com, click on the button, fill out the form, and be one of our lovely guests. We just love to chat to new people all the time. We've got a massive list. Join the massive list, and we might speak to you. And if you want to send us a little bit of mail, you can do that at letters at sickboypodcast.com, or uh, if you prefer snail mail, uh, you can't do that because we're not. We're just not going to give it our address. Yeah, Send a letter to the the uh, Shore Club, and uh, we'll yeah. pick it up tonight. Yeah, and we'll yeah. make sure that to yeah go back and yeah. And, okay. Speaking of the Shore Club, a <coughs> uh, huge shout out to Rich O'Coin for the theme music. We can't wait to see you tonight. Literally and, uh, cannot all wait. All the other guys who helped make this show happen, uh, we love you. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor, and I'm Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy.
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.